Oh yeah, she's that country girl who overcame the stigma that southern women are barefoot, backwoods, and backwards. Now she's an articulate voice for conservative values and wisdom in America. Sitting on her front porch, sharing common sense, here's Marnie. Welcome back to my front porch where we talk about common sense principles in America. We just talked about in our last episode about the census and how it plays in to our representation in the United States of America. Now we're going to look at the Electoral College, the way the president is elected. See, our founding fathers were terrified of a national election. They were terrified of a pure democracy. Mob rule is what they called it. Now let me give you a quote here to help you understand how much they did not want us to be a democracy. This is James Madison. Remember him? He's the one who wrote the Constitution. Democracy is the most vile form of government. Democracies have ever been spectacles of turbulence and contention, have ever been found incompatible with personal security or the rights of people, and have in general been as short in their lives as they have been violent in their deaths. A pure democracy is mob rule. If my community decides that I need to give my extra car to John down the street, they can vote. And if the majority, even if one extra person over half says, yeah, Marnie needs to give her car to John down the street, a mob will show up or maybe they'll send the police or whatever, come take my car and give it away. Okay, that sounds all fine and good when it's me, but what if it's you? You won't be for that, will you? That's what pure democracy is. We do not have it. And our founding fathers were terrified of it. So they did not want a mass national election of the president. They wanted to create kind of a buffer zone, some checks and balances on the election process. They knew that national elections could be manipulated easier. See, the way it is now, you've got 51 separate elections going on. Okay. And we're voting in our state to who to give our electoral college votes for. There is a movement afoot to get rid of the electoral college. There are people who want a national popular vote, NPV, national popular vote. And what they are doing is kind of an end run around the Constitution. They don't, they're not trying to change the Constitution because they know they can't. To get rid of the Electoral College would require a major undertaking, and they're probably not going to be able to pull that off. So what they're doing is they're kind of sneakily going in the back door, and they're going to individual states and saying, we want you to contract that you will give your electoral college votes to the winner of the national popular vote. Let's look at that, for example. In 2004, Bush won the national popular vote. California's votes went to Kerry. But in that case, because Bush won the national popular vote, if California is under contract, the way their MPB is wanting to do, they would have to take their Kerry vote and cast them for Bush because Bush won the national election. How likely do you think that's going to happen? See, right now, the national popular vote, they believe, is more Democrat, is what they're counting on because they've been bribing the populace 
to vote Democrats. So they think, oh, we've got enough of these people to vote Democrats. So we want to put this in so we nullify all the Republican votes by these states agreeing to give their votes to the popular vote. But that could change. That could change. Look how many, that's not too many years back, 2004 to coming up in 2020, just 16 years. Who's to say it wouldn't swing the other way? And how ticked would California be if they had to give their, you know, pro-democratic electoral votes over to the Republican candidate? They wouldn't have been too happy. This is a myopic, short-sighted view of looking at things. Even if you like this, this is not a good way to handle it. If you want to change it, you need to change it at the Constitution. And even then, it's stupid. I'm just going to say it. It's stupid. <laughs> Very stupid. And here's why. If you're going to rig an election right now, you've either got to make some phony ballots appear or you have to have some real ballots disappear. And the way it is now with 50 some, 51 different elections going on, all managed by their states, <clears throat> it's very hard to go in and figure out, okay, where do we need some more votes for this candidate? And we've got to take some away in Florida here or add some over here in Texas. Or You, you see what I'm saying? you, you got to know what you're doing, and it's hard. It's harder to manipulate with voter fraud our election when it's a whole bunch of different elections that you've got to figure out where to take votes and where to add more. And, you know, it's really hard to figure out. So it's harder to have voter fraud. But let's say we go to a national election, and it's all going into one pot. Well, it doesn't matter where you add or take away. doesn't matter a bit. You could go over to anybody who's got the least security on their voting booth, take them away there, or add more there, just because nobody's going to know which state is strangely off, because it's all just going into one pool. You know, it's all national election. So you just get rid of them wherever you feel like getting rid of them. There's no strategy about it. And now you've got a completely manipulated election. It's very easy to do. The decentralization with the Electoral College is a safety mechanism. It also keeps a candidate from going in and just campaigning and offering promises to big cities or states with a lot of Electoral College votes. They could easily go in and cater to those areas, promise them things, blow off the rest of the country, people in rural areas or people who aren't in big cities or states that are don't have a lot of votes and just give them the shaft and treat them poorly. You could be totally biased. The government could become totally biased to the big city areas based on this type of national popular vote. It's scary because... As of July 2019, national popular vote has been adopted by 15 states and the District of Columbia. Together they have 196 electoral college votes, which is 36.4% of the electoral college and 72.6% of the 270 votes needed to give the compact legal force. And they're trying to get more. It's a secret, kind of sneaky way that they're doing this. And most of us aren't even aware of it. We're too busy bickering and hate-mongering amongst each other or pointing fingers. They've got us all wrapped up arguing with each other, breaking into classes while they destroy our nation with this piece of sinister work that's going to get rid of the checks and balances with the states, the checks and balances on the elections, between getting rid of that question 
about whether someone's a citizen or not, and then putting this in. Can you see it? Can you connect the dots? <laughs> Can you connect the dots? You got a whole bunch of people. Oh, and get rid of the identification requirement. We don't need an ID. Okay, now just ship in a whole bunch of people, have them vote in our election. Uh, they're counted as people that increase the population. And they can go vote. They're not citizens, but they're voting because they don't need an ID. And it's a national vote. There we go. Mob rule. Mob rule, the very thing that our founding fathers warned us against. We need to wake up, stop bickering with each other. And it's like a magician. He's got you mesmerized by what he's going doing with his right hand while in his left. He's just working his magic. He's sneakily doing something. That's what they're doing to us. They've got us distracted while they undermine the fabric of the freedom of our nation. Y'all take care. God bless. Keep fighting the good fight.